Hello, and welcome to the Queer Readers Discord server. I'm Ella, one of the moderators, and I'm joined today by... Alicia, I'm the other moderator. Today we're talking about Soul Eater by Lily Main. So Soul Eater is a book set in the U.S. after an apocalypse has happened. A tear has cut into this world, and it's allowed these monsters to pass through and enter earth and since this has happened civilization has fallen the military is in control of most of the country there are only cities on the borders of the country like the basically the middle of the u.s is this wasteland of monsters and we have a few main characters one of them is danny he is a soldier in the military and one day his military group is sent to capture a terrifying monster who is only known as the Soul Eater. This Soul Eater, every three years, he comes to Earth and he murders a bunch of humans. And then he disappears again. And then it's been repeating just across since the tear has opened. So now this monster who has a huge kill count behind him, the the military wants to capture him. And Danny's team is actually, they're cannon fodder. They're there to be murdered. But the Soul Eater murders everyone on the team except for Danny. And then he's captured by the military. In the military, they are they interrogate him a little. Like they force Danny to interrogate him because Danny is the only one the Soul Eater will talk to. It ends in the Soul Eater actually escaping. The entire military compound is decimated by all these other monsters that they've captured over time. And then Danny ends up traveling the wastelands with the Soul Eater. And they fall in love. So trigger warnings for this book. There's some graphic depictions of violence, some gore, some murder, if that's not already clear. Some like monster sexual content, which honestly... That's why we're all here to read this book, right? Yes, I was so <laughs> here for it. It was very and, good. <laughs> um, as usual, we will be this like there will be spoilers, but mainly for this book because I don't think Ella has been caught up on the rest of the series. I'm just calling you out like that right now. How dare you? Okay, I I read the second one, um, but then my KU subscription expired. <laughs> And I haven't activated it again. So I need to, because, like, I'm very excited. Is it the Reich one? That's the third one? Yeah, Reich is three. And then some other monsters you haven't met is four and five. I know. I'm I'm very behind. I will catch up because I. this is the thing. Like, I, I did very much enjoy the romance. But in this series, like, the world is just so interesting in how horrible it is and yet we get these quite cute romances at the same time yeah i don't think every book is adorable it's actually i think book one is as angsty as it gets because the later ones they don't have as much gore and violence as the first book in my opinion but just i think what really struck me because i was rereading it for this podcast is that when Danny asks the soldier, he's like, why did you ask us to come over here? He's like, you're deterred because the world has got bigger. And we were curious. I was like, there was no just single plot to like overtake, you know, the human world and destroy it. It was just happenstance and coincidence. 
Yeah, and to be fair, I think the humans struck first. Yes, it was very much. And then it's this kind of thing of like, should they be capturing the monsters and torturing them? No. No, oh, absolutely so not. There's still some creatures that are just going to like kill on sight. So like, I think it was a very, because there's, a, I think one of the worst monsters, there's two very bad monsters. There's that one that they encounter um, that kills the two soldiers who were after them. Um, which is like a, a black blob that has like a just a road teeth on the underside and will just like if it will smell you or like sense you it will eat you and it will not stop eating you and then there's one that apparently is like an octopus that will like rip your skin off with its suckers like i understand shooting those those monsters because please don't rip my skin off yeah so i don't know i think that that like it was like this i don't know i thought it was like a giant centipede or something and it just said that it it eats and it eats and it eats until it's full and it has these spikes on the bottom of its stomach and i don't know it sounded horrifying i hate bugs i hate centipedes uh, i think also they said there was like a like a mammoth sized scorpion which <laughs> no oh my god so but i don't know i think it was like i did like this whole thing where it's like there are good monsters and there are bad monsters just like there are good humans and there are bad humans yeah it was was like having dangerous animals you know Um, and i think kind of the main issue with the military is and what kind of danny clearly sees through is that they're not capturing these monsters because they've endangered human life um it's because they want to utilize their powers to like create even more deadly machines. Another thing that actually, um, I don't know if I should talk about this, but I I like how anti-military this book is, just because I'm not a big supporter of the military in general. Talk about it all you want. I totally agree with you because, right. Again, just having like the military in control of the US would be accurate to describe now, but like having them like just a full military rule, um, horrific. And when you hear about the conditions of these like coastal cities, they're like the only ones that people can live in. And because Danny is from um, Louisiana, was it New Louisiana? Yeah, it's like New Louisiana, which I don't look my geography is already bad enough i can't figure out where all these new cities are wait what was the best one that you said i i think it's new louisiana but i don't think it's where current louisiana is but i could be wrong it's it's all on the coast is louisiana on the coast i thought it was i just think yeah i badly by hurricane Shit, how do you know the U.S. better than I do? Wait, was I right? Okay, no, no. You are right. You are very right. I thought Louisiana was above Arkansas, but it's under Arkansas. I can't believe you know my country better than I do. (laughs) Okay, in all fairness, I read a lot of True Blood, which is set, like, near Louisiana, and also a lot of Hannibal fanfic, and Will Graham is from Louisiana, so. Okay. Red. I've just read a lot of right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. Back to this whole thing. I want Louisiana seafood right now. 
But anyway, yeah. So the cities are kind of terrible. You actually get to see a city in book five with Moth, who is a character you'll meet later, and it's it's terrible. What was it like? Describe it to me. The cities. It's it's kind of like derelict and slums and okay spoiler for moth there is a scene where the military murders an entire city and like just lets the monsters into they kill them and then they can say oh yeah we saved the city from the monsters oh my god okay i need to read this now yeah oh god it's so so in this book, we're introduced to the whole thing about parasites, which are the, these monsters that infect humans and like lay eggs in them and can control their actions and everything. So it's set in a city where parasites have kind of grown out of control. So they've infected a bunch of humans. And obviously, the humans don't know what's up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then the, that's how the military decides to deal with the situation. Like they murder everyone who's sick. Oh which my God. I mean, that's also what Wynn did, but... <laughs> but we like Wynn. And we don't yes, like we like Wynn. <laughs> and also, they don't know anything about the monsters, uh, about the parasites. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't, it's, it's kind of awful. And it's because Danny is very much, he only in this because it's very sad, but his, his mom had just died of cancer and they weren't able to afford the treatments. And he was basically just directing us, couldn't face going out like into the wild by himself. Yeah, I think that it's very unfortunate that in this world, I think there are only a few options open to people. It's like you join the military, you go into the wastelands and become a raider, which is like these groups of humans who just live out there away from the military. And there are various raider camps and some of them are good which you see in book three but some of them aren't and it's like kind of a hit or miss or you try to survive in the cities but it's so hard to find a job in the cities that you it's just a miserable life uh, it is weird but when i was thinking about like because danny talks about his goggles and how they all had to get like goggles because there was some sort of monster that would spit like acid in their face and when they had like the overall mask it like made the soldiers blind so they like did separate goggles and i was like okay so who's making all these goggles and like how are they getting you know like the plastic and resources to make goggles and is that like the job in the cities it's like these warehouses to fill us people making goggles and that was just a thought i had how do you make plastic goggles when monsters are ruling the world not ruling it i feel like the military probably has stuff going on like because they're controlling everything it's like I, I feel like society is run by the military. So there's probably a bunch of, like, I don't know, factories or something. I know this, like, is totally not the point of the series, but also give me, like, a detailed explanation on a supply chain of the military and how they made these goggles. I don't know why I got so fixated on this, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> how did they? How did they? I'm always like that. When, you, when you're in a world that is, like, basically apocalyptic it's like so how do people make things and how did they like ship things and how did they get like petrol to ship all these goggles sorry very big tangent but i'm curious i bet yeah there must be like they must get oil from somewhere surely yeah 
I wonder if there's like still oil drilling going on in this world. But then where are the oil fields? Isn't that in the middle of the U.S.? Wait, I thought it was in Alaska. I could be completely wrong. I mean, yeah, in the middle of the U.S. too, but... I mean, because they have military strongholds in the middle of the U.S. Like, um, the Soider military compound was in Nebraska, which is definitely in the middle of the U.S. I know where Nebraska is-ish, kind of. I know it's not, like, on the border near an ocean. Something I actually really liked was how insecure Wynn was about his face. Yes, because when you like first meet him, he's like this terrifying monster who's like basically killed hundreds of soldiers, and like you think like he's like super cool and powerful, but then like he's actually just a he's fucking adorable. When I was rereading this, I like highlighted in the moment where um because at the start when when they first walking out with each other and Danny has agreed to stay, they go to like um an abandoned shop, and Danny picks out other things that he wants to take. But then, like, the rucksack he has can't fit everything. So he, like, sets some, like, shower gel and stuff aside. He doesn't take them. And then, like, I don't know if it's, like, sometime later, it turns out that Wynn had, like, kept the, like, shower gel and stuff that Danny had, like, not taken because he couldn't fit it in. I was like, that, that's adorable. That's so romantic. This, like, ancient thousand, like, this being who's lived for like so long kept the shower gel for Danny. <laughs> I know he's actually so sweet. He's like a grumpy, sweet murderer. Can't forget the murder part. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> he's just like even in the later books when he shows up again and that you get the perspective of him from other characters who are terrified of him because he is the soul eater. It's like He's so sweet. He's he's so protective of Danny. I just love him. Like, what other like really cute things does he do? Because I feel like he does do. I just like like how he'll find food in general for Danny, or like he'll stop somewhere so Danny can sleep at night. And I, it's just it's a combination of all of these things that shows how thoughtful he is. He he truly provides. Yes, best partner, best like book boyfriend or book monster boyfriend. You know, he is truly he is the best monster husband. He will, he will get you shower gel. Yes, don't have any space. Yes, and the apocalypse. You want some shower gel? Yeah, and he's just I I don't know. I found this whole thing where he was like feeling so insecure because he doesn't look human at all. And Danny and him are already, like, sleeping together. But he doesn't want to show his face because he's insecure of how he looks. This is a 10,000-year-old monster who has, like, been killing parasites his whole life. But he feels insecure because he wants Danny to like him. It's, I don't know, I found him really sweet. Oh, and I I just found another one where um, Danny is, so they're in, like, some sort of fancy house. And the blinds are down and Danny asks him, can you like open them up? And when like it's all awkward and splutters and then it's like, oh, because he doesn't like it when he doesn't know how to do things and gets all embarrassed and flustered. And Danny's like, oh, what a cutie pie. And I'm like, I know he's a gem. 
he's actually like I I think he's genuinely a good person despite all the murdering because you know like it's like these parasites are going to take over the earth if he doesn't kill them and then he there's a line where Danny's like wait so so you've been doing this and even though all the humans hate you he's like of course I would I because at one point he mentions how they go to like a little town that looks a lot like kind of like the old west sort of thing it's all like in that style and when's like i remember traveling the earth when everything looked like this and i now i just i'm i really want a book about when during all the different like times and like him just being there give me like a like time travel time jump like period book about when i want to see this monster in Regency London. I want to see it. Imagine when wearing like Regency clothing. Yes, and him turning on to smoke. Oh my god, and he was like wearing like a really like angled top hat so people can't see his face. And I'm yes. Like, oh, like with the horns coming out. Oh, yes. Okay. No, I think he would hide his horns in real life. Like, or, and you know what I mean. You would need a very big top hat. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. And it's like he's been through a lot because he has all these scars when you look at his body from people shooting at him and crap. And it's. He deserves Danny. Danny has such a sweet cinnamon role who like loves Wynn. And it's. They're good together. They're soulmates. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be is like addressed in the later books, but the only sad part about their relationship is that Danny, like, well, when is going to outlive Danny? Okay, okay, you have to keep reading, Ella. Okay. You have to keep Good. reading. There's you want Wynn's POV. There is a novella. It's like book three point five. It's called Win. You have to read it. Okay. Does that? Does that? Hopefully. Yes, it fixes this problem. Spoiler. (laughs) Spoiler alert. And also, you have to keep reading because I know you like tentacles. And book six is going to feature this like machete wielding human with this tentacle screaming monster. And like in our Q&A, Lily said that Seraph, who is the tentacle monster, was her favorite character. I need this book. I need it in my life. I have needed this in my life since... I don't know, whenever I read Moth. <laughs> or whenever I read Gloom, actually. I've wanted this book since December of last year. I want it too now. You have me at tentacles, to be honest. I know I did. I know you. I have to say, one of my favorite scenes was when uh, Wynne has like joined up with Eden and they're going to take down a big old nest of parasites. And he tells Danny, like, very firmly, like, nope, you gotta stay there. Don't want you, like, hurt in any way. But then Danny, like, he's screaming and, like, Wynn's not in a good state. He's being all bitten by these, like, horrible parasite creatures. But then Danny gets bitten and he gets, like, infected with their venom. Um, and Wynn has to, like, suck it out. Otherwise it's gonna kill him. But it still, like, leaves Danny quite loopy. And Danny is, like, basically drunk off this venom and it is very funny 
just like, hey, yeah. when I'll let you fuck me if you show me your face. All while Eden's holding him. I also really enjoyed that scene because I think it's the first instance where Danny has truly been hurt. And you just see how protective of Danny Wynn is. Yes, and then like whilst he's recovering, um, Danny overhears a conversation that Eden's having a win about Danny. Um, and in fairness, Eden makes some good points because he's like, so what's going on between you two when you need to like basically very worried that Danny is like quite innocent and is like very reluctant to use a gun. It's like if he's gonna be walking about with you in the waist, you know, you need to kind of harden him up a bit to get used to this. But like Wynn is like very defensive about everything and it's it's quite sweet because like one of my favorite lines is when Eden's like asking like why did you take him in the first place and you didn't give him a choice and then Wynn kind of confesses that like I wanted him so I took him I thought that was quite cute. I mean, maybe a little bit. Not great. But still cute. I think we're both fans of dark romance. So yeah, <laughs> I also find it cute. It's but you know if he left Danny behind, Danny would have been murdered by monsters. So you know like lit the military used him as a grunt to like get like, and this is like the most twisted part. Like we talked to we have talked about how bad the military is, but like the mission that he's like initially sent out on at the beginning of the book, um, is made very obvious. Like, because he's a new enlistee, like he hasn't had much training, and he's with a bunch of other new people, and it's like maybe five hundred of them, something like that, and they are deliberately sent out to distract Win, and they all know they're gonna die. Like they are all sacrificed. Like the military knows they're gonna die. Just so they have like a chance at getting win. And the only reason why they get win is because, you know, uh, he got distracted by Danny. Like, if he hadn't been distracted, they would have all died and they wouldn't have captured win in the first place. So they were just happy to let all these men die just because, and like, even about the fact that they're probably not going to catch him because they haven't been able to catch him for all this time. It's so. It yeah. breaks my heart that Danny was a grunt. Yeah, he's like, they were sent to die. That was their whole purpose. And it's just like, the military does a bunch of really shitty things throughout the series. Because it's, but, oh, and also because it's, I can't remember their names, but like the two generals, it's like General Hamish and someone else. Yeah. Um, But they're, they're all very frustrated that Wynn is only talking to Danny because clearly they wish they could just get rid of Danny and kind of wish he had died there. Um, but then at one point he's like I don't care if you need to bend over and take months to ask you're going to do it I don't care what happens to you you're going to do it to get the information that we want and you're just like okay well I mean Danny later on does want that monster dick but you you can't you can't ask him to do that you are yeah it's just like like it's very dehumanizing it's like in in the military if you're not I don't know high enough ranked you're and just not important enough for them to give a shit about you. You're just a meat shield, essentially. Yeah. And Danny is more than a meat shield. He's a yeah. precious, precious boy. But now he has a super scary monster husband to take care of him. Which, yay. We all deserve. Yeah. yeah. 
my my personal like another not favorite scene. You know what my favorite scenes are? It's the sex scenes. But anyway, <laughs> another scene I really liked is when Danny and Wen are traveling in the waste, and they pass by like these two raiders. I I think they're raiders, but it's this woman and this man. And the woman distracts Wen so that the man can go and just help Danny try to get away. Because they think he's being held captive by Wen. Oh, then, yeah. Yeah, he's just awkwardly kind of like, wait, no, I'm not being held captive. And then Wen comes back. He's super furious that like they tried to lure Danny away from him. And then Danny is just like, calm down. Like, they didn't want to hurt me. They were trying to protect me. And, they, and then, like, yeah, Wen does calm down. So... See, that was that was quite cute because I feel like a lot of the raiders that you see in the first book, they're they're all just trying to kill Win. Because I mean, also in Venice, because he is killing their like loved ones, but then they are infected by parasite, but then they don't know that, so it's like you you understand why. Um, but like, so it's mostly they've all been hostile, but then you get these two people who are still trying to like help someone out, which you don't see a lot of because like a lot of the times it's emphasized how Danny like didn't have any friends. When you're in the city, like everyone's just too desperate to be friends because everyone's just trying to get whatever they can to survive. And then he thought if he joined the military, he might have some camaraderie. But like everyone's just so miserable there that you know the little free time they have, they don't spend with each other. And then he gets a friend and win. Yeah, it's they they belong together and they're good together and i love them and also you have to keep reading because eventually they kind of i don't think they're settling down but they go to this raider camp a decent one and they're spending time there and like life is good it's people are still terrified of when i find it hilarious there's this super scary monster and then his sweet adorable husband (laughs) Yes, oh my gosh. By the way, if you didn't know, Lily has a bunch of free shorts on her website. Oh, I did not know this. And there's like there is more Danny and Wynn have adventures, but also more on just the other like characters. Hold on, let me link this. I, I'm not sure if a link has already been dropped into our channel where we read about stuff. Oh, yeah, it is. Lily dropped it in there. But, yeah, you go there for bonus content, and it's, like, just there's Danny and Wynn. There's Moth, who is main character of book five. Hunter and Eden from book two. Um, Orlet, who is another um monster the same type of monster as when charlie and moth charlie and moth are the main couple from book five and then ghost and ori from book three and yeah just in general you see all our favorite characters getting revisited and they're smutty and it's cute and you should read it because it's free i think i you again actually finish the series and then read all these all these short stories Yes. Yes, you do. So now we're going to go into the sex scenes. Uh, so, specific content. And that's a W warning. Listen with headphones. Don't listen in public. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Please don't expose us like that. That's just rude. 
Yeah, I I don't think we've ever given a warning before we talk about sex. We just jump straight right. in and shock whoever's yeah. listening. We need to talk about the details on one's anatomy because in this one, uh, first when Danny looks on, it's like, oh, he doesn't he doesn't have a dick. That's... Yeah, I think he thinks that he has like kind of like slight people with vagina as equivalent of a genitalia. But then, like, he, when reaches inside him and, like, pulls his dick out. Which, I kind of love it when that happens. And it's interesting because I've I've been, like, reading this AO3 original series that's, like, got Omegas. And in that one, the Omega main character has something called a, a cow, which is kind of similar to what Wynn has, where it's, like, a little kind of, like, sealed up opening type thing where like his his dick is and then like when he gets aroused then it like comes out so i just kept calling it a cow because that's just now a word that's stuck in my wait how as in c-o-w as in the animal yes <laughs> no i mean this is what the author i mean what what is this oh, no c-o-w-l c-o-w okay wait i thought that was like a like a cloak like the hood of a I could be completely wrong. But no, yeah, like, like a wood-shaped covering of like a chimney or ventilation shaft. I mean, I guess that kind of does look like a dick if you look closely. So I think it, it does kind of fit the description of what's going on. And also, I think it's just a cool word. It's cool to say cow. Because I mean, like, we've, we've like talked about the various kind of like anatomy words for genitals that we like and don't like. I'm all for cow. Have my vote. Okay, I will be honest. I don't fully understand how the sex scenes work when Danny is the one doing the penetration because I'm like, wait. So his dick is inside his um slit, whatever that part of his anatomy is, and you're still going inside. Like, how is the room, and how does it feel good? I mean, it feels good because this is fiction, and we can make anything feel good. Because I was like skim reading this, but I thought he, I thought when just had an ass, does he? But then I guess he doesn't. Wait, no, I, I feel like it's going inside that hole. Oh, okay, this is all very interesting. Hey. It's very interesting monster anatomy. I'll be honest, I don't fully understand anatomy, male, female, or alien, or monster. <laughs> I probably shouldn't confess that given what I do, but. Um, I mean, when um, likes it. Yes, um, he does. He's getting off on it, so that's all I need. I feel like it is this whole because in the future books, like there's also still sex involving um like genitals that look like this. And I I feel like it's in that hole. I could be completely wrong and like misreading every single sex scene. Sense because okay. in all fairness, why would he have an asshole? He doesn't go to the toilet. Because he always forgets that Danny needs those kind of things. Yeah, I... Well, in book three, I think that's the Reich, you find out that he has a dick because he wants to feel good. So, you know, he could have an asshole if he wants to feel good. Um, oh, what, the the Reich created a dick? Yeah, like, his whole race. Like, they... The way they're born is very interesting. Um... But then there's a the question of like, wait, if this is how you're born, why do you have a dick? And he's like, well, because the first Reichs or the earlier Reichs from before wanted to feel pleasure or something. 
It's been a while since I read the book, though, so I could be misremembering. That's my disclaimer. That's always my disclaimer. Okay, um, so I'm sorry. I'll, I'll the session right now where Danny's the one talking, and it just as they get sliding into his hot body, and then they. Okay, wait, but he's also touching Wynn's cock, so you could be right. But maybe it's still, maybe it's so that the cocks come out, and then maybe there's still, like, a hole oh. there for, because again, if he doesn't, if he doesn't go to the bathroom, why would he have an asshole? Okay, it just says, like, um... It says, I slide the hand between our bodies and sink two, or I slid the hands on, and sink two fingers deep, shuddering at the feel of him inside, so hot and tight and slick. So it doesn't specify which hole he's... But, but it says that he's slick, and then he says that, like, when the cock comes out, it's slick. Yeah, well, I think that's why I think I'm, that was that well, hole. I think it must be, like, the same. Well, so we can, it's up to our interpretation. <laughs> Okay, okay, so it's like, it's like, so Danny can feel when coming, and he's like, real, it says when I realized he was coming deep inside, so I feel like that's his, the hole where his dick usually is. I think it must be. In case it's not obvious, both of us are very into monsters. I don't know why anyone's listening to this if they're not also into monsters. <laughs> Still talking about like monster sex is that again, another part I really enjoyed about Danny's character is that like is his relationship to attraction because at the start he thinks that he's asexual because he does he never desires anyone when he would like masturbate. It was purely so he could like go to sleep more easily. Um and then he meets Wynn and he's like, okay, why is the first person I'm attracted to an ancient monster? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I can see why he would be attracted to Wynn. Like, if I felt attraction, I would also be attracted to Wynn. He takes care of Danny, he feeds him, he waters him, he, like, cares about him. Like, he's an actual human being, which I feel like no one since Danny's mom has done for him. Like, he's treating Danny decently for once of course he's attractive true yeah this is like the first person since his mom died who like actually treated him like a human being oh just gonna, and that's probably why he oh oh danny but also he's hot and that he's got the it's the horns man it's the horns that really do it for me yeah but even like so he's attracted to win without ever seeing his face and so Oh, look, there's this line. Um, it didn't help that Wynn was genuinely nice. This is the part where he's coming to terms with his attraction to Wynn. Like, it's like, he regularly checked on me to make sure I was all right and listened to me when I rambled on about New Louisiana or the military or my mama. He never told me to shut up when I sang old country songs. He told me about the ways. He's, so yeah, he's just... I, it's like it's like you spend time with someone and then you learn they're a good person and then you become attracted to them. Like I feel like that's a logical progression. And kind of fit out. Danny keeps thinking about how this is the first time he's probably had a friend because in no other instance has that ever been able to happen. But he's just like really enjoying being in his company, exploring the waste. 
Yeah, and then he learns about all the ways that, like, Wen is a nice person. This is also the part where he finds out that Wen has stored everything that he took from that convenience store inside this bag just for Wen when he needed it. Or for, sorry, for Danny when he needed it. And, like, so that's the scene where he finds out that Wynn has just been holding on to, like, shower gel and deodorant and undershirts. It's when he, like, can't hold it in anymore. And he's like, I like you. And then oh, Wynn is so super confused. He's like, you want me? And then Danny's like, I'm attracted to you. And also, I'm sorry if this makes you feel uncomfortable. And then, like, so Wynn is like, so you want my body? You want to get off? And then Danny says, like, not just that. I... I don't mean I just want your body. I like you. Danny for A, being so brave, and B, being so honest about his feelings. Yeah. yeah. It's like you find out that someone that like you've been with for however long we've been together just like did a nice thing before they were ever friends. And it's like, how can you hold back your your attraction at this point like you have to say something you have to well it's been super fun talking about this um if you haven't read soul eater i don't know what you're doing i mean a we have to spoil it all for you but you should go read it because it is i mean horror apocalypse but super cute fluffy romance yes i think it's a it's a good book for anyone who just likes fluff Honestly, the whole series, I find it super fluffy. I think the characters are really awesome together. The angst rating is kind of like, on a scale of 1 to 5, in terms of angst, book 1 is like a 3, and then it goes down the later you get, I feel like, 2s. Or more more like 4 in book 1, just because there's a scene that we didn't really talk about where things get bad. So even if we like set aside the romance, it's a really interesting world, and it's just cool to see like what yeah what would happen to like the world if suddenly monsters just became curious and came over to our world. And if we haven't persuaded you to read Monster Sucks yet, (laughs) I think you should also still check out this book and give it a go. No, yeah, thank you to everyone who listened to this. Yeah, thank you for listening to us ramble. And we are real people. You can join our Discord server and talk to us. And you can talk to the authors as well. Yes, Lily is actually currently, well, after this recording is up, she won't be answering questions anymore. But in the future, if there's a book you like that we're featuring, you can engage with the authors sometimes. Yes, (laughs) we can get them. Yeah, if we can get them on our server. But we try. We do our best to try. And it has been super fun having Lily on. She has been great answering all the different questions. And yes, and you so also get good. spoilers and or hints at future books. I don't know. I love spoilers. I want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> but it's like she's talking about like future characters that she's going to introduce in the series. And it's you know what? back on all her answers which are real cool um so just join join us (laughs) yes join us yeah we're not cool but we have cool members too and you can talk to them (laughs) yeah see you for the next one yeah bye bye